Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So, the Kansas City Chiefs will play in the frigid temperatures on Saturday night in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Chris Jones talking with Nate Taylor, saying this might be his last game at Arrowhead. At least that's the way I interpreted the thing. He said uh, that, first of all, he said, I'm concentrating on Saturday's game with Miami. That's the important factor, but... When he was asked if this might be his last game, he said it could. It's possible. He did not deny that. He is playing under a one-year contract, which does conclude at the end of whenever the Chiefs quit playing this year. And Hopefully that'll be the Super Bowl, but you don't know. But Jones said, yeah, it's quite possible this could be his last game. That one-year contract, of course, is kind of a supplementary contract that he signed last August to end his holdout with the Chiefs. And it had a number of supplements in there, but it also did not include a long-term deal. And that's what Chris Jones was looking for. Without him, hey, the Chiefs have some work to do at defensive end, but he's there for now. We'll see what happens. And it is going to be awfully cold up in Kansas City on Saturday night. It will be base layers, my friends. And layer, (laughs) layer, 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 layer. No exposed skin. You will not have a good time. Trust me. I don't care how bad you look dressed up as a little kid from a Christmas story, but that's the only way to go, my friend. (laughs) So Mizzou had a great, great season as far as football is concerned. Where'd they finish overall? Number eight. Number eight in the country, and that's the Associated Press rankings, and the Associated Press is considered to be the hallmark of all the rankings, uh, whatever it might be, basketball, football, and so forth and so on. Number eight, that is pretty good. And Take a look at next year's schedule, and they have their first four games, first four straight all at home, and they are all beatable opposition. Not to say that there are teams on the schedule that aren't beatable, but Murray State, which is from the Bears Conference, and who the Bears are playing in basketball tonight, Murray State is first, followed by Buffalo. Buffalo is a D1. They're from the MAC, uh, the Mid-America Conference. Boston College, which is an ACC team, but which has been very weak, although they did win their bowl game, the Fenway Park Bowl against Southern Methodist. That was a bit of a surprise. And Vanderbilt, which is considered to be, of course, the seller of the SEC. Then it gets pretty tough after that. But we'll see. Mizzou's tough. I think they have a pretty good football team. And from there, we will see what happens. But number eight in the country is where they ended up. Great season again. And my Wildcats didn't do too bad. Oh, no. Good team. Very good team. Yes, they did. And, uh... There's always later this year. But they lost their top quarterback, who he had his eligibility, uh, Will Howard, and he uh, transferred over to Ohio State. He had one year of eligibility, couldn't use it at K-State. His eligibility was gone there, but he could with the Buckeyes, and he'll be their quarterback next year. A lot of cold-weather games have happened at Arrowhead Stadium in their history. Probably one of the reasons we've never had a Super Bowl there is because they don't want to play in the cold, or at least they don't want other high-paying sponsors to have to sit in the cold. Either way, that's not football to me. That's why we love Arrowhead, but the Chiefs have played a lot of these games. They, they have played in their last 10 games, played when the thermometer was 40 or below. The Chiefs have won every one of them, except for one. They are 9-1 and one in the last 10 games when the thermometer is below 40. Miami Dolphins, as you might expect, when the temperature is in the frigid category, they're windless. They've had trouble adjusting to it. As a matter of fact, Mike, I had the opportunity to talk to a former Dolphin yesterday, and, and he happened to say, yeah, it hurts. It hurts when you get hit in temperatures that are 20, 15, 10, single digit. It hurts more. 
but you're playing the game and you're concentrating on the game so you really don't recognize it as much until you're in you, that locker room after well, the game. <laughs> no, even over and above that. The lengthy timeouts, <clears throat> the commercial breaks on television. Mm. So when you're standing around doing nothing, oh my. It's <laughs> an interesting way to put it. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense too. It, it hurts just to stand outside when it's that cold outside and all you've got is a jersey and a pair of pads. Missouri State, one of the guys get back out on the court. They are there tonight at the Great Southern Bank Arena playing the aforementioned Murray State. We talked about Murray State's football team being the Missouri opener next year for their basketball team. Of course, their Missouri Valley Conference team, Murray State from Murray, Kentucky, is here tonight to play the Bears. They are pretty good. Murray State has a 3-1 and one conference record. The Bears have a 1-3 and three conference record. This is a very big game for Missouri State. They've been in a slump. They're a much, much better team, in my opinion, from what they have been playing here in recent games. Their shooting touch, and this is a good offensive team. Their shooting touch has been on the cold side ever since the Christmas holidays uh, elapsed and got back into regular play. Northern Iowa, 64-62 loss, and 80 to 88, I should say, to 60 loss to Bradley last week. Hey, the, the Bears are better than this. And uh, Dana Ford knows it. The Bears team knows it. They've got to get that rhythm back in, and hopefully tonight it'll happen. This is going to be a barometer as to what transpires here in the last few games, but it'll be the Bears and Murray State that play tonight at 7 o'clock. Should be a pretty good game. Definitely should be. Um, and they're having a pretty good season. A lot better than last year at this time, if I remember correctly. Uh, how did uh, Mizzou play against Kentucky on the court last night? Kentucky's number six in America, and I watched so much of that game, and Kentucky could not miss. They shot 50% from the field. And it happens, of course, it's not a rarity, but it isn't also a commonality among uh, in college football. And the Wildcats, even up 50%, and shot well from three-point range, had seven three-pointers. Missouri had eight, but Missouri's shooting percentage underneath was not quite as good. Missouri shot 41.5%, which is acceptable, but not good enough last night. Kentucky had a couple of double-figure scorers and win the game 90-77. to Interesting factor is that Kentucky won it in the first half. They pulled away from Mizzou, had oh, maybe a 12-14 point lead much of the time, and from there on in, Missouri played even with the Wildcats. The Missouri Tigers are a physical team, but perhaps not quite as physical as Kentucky, and certainly they don't have the shooters, although Mizzou is a good shooting team. But they fell short last night, 41.5%, only took 22 trips to the foul line, while Kentucky took 32 not implying anything at all, but the Wildcats do win at Kentucky 90, Missouri 77. Not a bad showing. Not a bad showing at all. Um, so who's this guy the Cardinals just hired? What this do you think it means? is a very, very interesting hire by the Cardinals, in my opinion. His name is Chaim Bloom. He's a 40-year-older and considered a wonderkin in Major League Baseball. That's why I'm very surprised. He's been hired as a, quote, consultant, end quote. Mr. Bloom, who is a Yale graduate, has been with the Tampa Bay Rays as a director of player personnel. He has been with the San Diego Padres as a player or baseball operations manager. The last five years, he's been all that category, as well as being the quasi-general manager for the Boston Red Sox. And now the Cardinals hiring. He's young, he's very bright, very much into the inner workings of baseball. And why is he being hired as a consultant? 
I think there's more to it than just that. This guy is a big name, and I'm sure the Cardinals are paying him big money. Is he an official with the club in waiting? And I'm hinting that maybe something's going to happen to that front office. Cardinals are 20 games under 500 this year. 20 games under 500. Their front office has not really undergone any major changes since Moselock took over for Walt Jockety. And again, now you bring in this young kid, 40 years old, and that is young in baseball official standards. Ian Bloom, he's a Philadelphia kid, went to Yale. And Chaim, incidentally, is spelled C-H-A-I-M. He's Jewish, and that's, he's the Orthodox Jew. And as a, as a result, <clears throat> he has the, uh, the first name of Chaim, is how it's pronounced. Chaim Bloom, very bright and very much... Very much a go-getter. This is a, a good uh, good move for the Cardinals. Nick, so, well, time will tell. The free agency hadn't been really active for that team, and maybe this is what they're looking at. Use what you got, and maybe they just need a different look at it. Either way, Ned, you have a great day, and stay warm.